Good morning. All right, today is October the 24th. We are back at home in the hills of Tennessee, back in our kitchen. This is Daybreak Live with the Nesbitt. Back to an 8 o'clock time. Back to 8 o'clock time, which I forgot till a moment ago. <laughs> wow. All right, we'll see you on the other. Oh, wait just a minute. I ain't even ready. <laughs> All right, see you in a minute. All right, guys, while you're finding us, we're going to play a little tune.
That was just beautiful. What eye is so weird with my Ah. Yeah. Amen. Uh, so, now, okay, so get to the questions. Uh, why is Lisa not here? She is going to have some test run. She's running out to town to have some test run. So you just lift her up in prayer. She's had a pain in her side for quite some time. <laughs> and it's not me. Uh, she has had a pain in her side for quite a while. It's been bothering her, and so they're going to do an ultrasound today and see if they can find some problem there. Um, so you can lift her up in prayers. Uh, what else was I going to say? Yeah, a little late getting started this morning because in Louisville, Kentucky, where Rich Creel on here is, and you know, up 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 north. We were all last week, we were up north, and uh, they're an hour ahead of us, so we did daybreak at 9 o'clock every morning. For some reason, in my head, when I got up this morning, I was like, well, yeah, I got an hour to study and get ready for this. <laughs> no, it's time to go live. We're back in Tennessee. So anyway, it is uh, a blessing to be here. Uh, thank you for being here. I had the craziest dream this morning. I just share it with my family. You're my family too. But uh, I was at some little white whiteboard church and I'm preaching to the people and I'm saying, I love you. Everybody keeps saying they're saved, but nobody is nobody's following Jesus. Nobody is praying. Nobody is studying their Bible. Nobody wants to gather together with other Christians. And I don't want to scare you, but you might not be really saved because you're not following after the Lord, right? And and I walked outside the church, and there was some kind of invasion. I saw these ships in the air. It was the weirdest thing. And I turned around, and everybody's playing games at the church. So you tell me what you think that might mean. <laughs> Probably. Uh, well, I ate pretty early last night because we started this fast. So I, I don't know what that was. That's wild. Anyway. We're in Proverbs 22 this morning, starting Proverbs 22. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah, right, Philip Scott. Maybe it was a prophetic dream. God just revealing to me, maybe, you know, even in a dream, uh, the condition uh, of the church. And I felt for a while, you know, I've been preaching pretty hard on some of that. I'm like, okay, guys, it's time to quit playing games. It really is. It really is. Uh, so the world is going crazy, right? And and we don't know what's going to happen, but we know Jesus. We know he loves us. We know that God is sovereign. And we need to be praying about all the situations that's happening. Leaders in America, leaders in Israel, uh, leaders of armies, uh, that wisdom will prevail. And we need to also be praying for the innocent, there's a lot of innocent people that are going to be hurt in this. There's no way that that's not going to happen. We need to be lifting them up to the Lord. We need to be praying for people to be saved, that their eyes would be open, and they'd come to know Jesus. Wow, it's just a lot going on, and we need to be praying for everybody. But don't be afraid. You know, don't let fear grab a hold of you. Just, you know, pray and be full of joy and do what you can to help everybody that you can help. 
and we should we should pray fervently but the fruit of the spirit is joy peace love long suffering gentleness meekness goodness all right so and self-control so chapter 22 of proverbs let's get in here before i just wander all day <laughs> verse one says let's see i put these in last night hallelujah I never got to do it this morning because I got behind. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. Uh, this is a good name. Uh, another way of saying this would be uh, your reputation is important, right? Your reputation in the community. It is good to have a, to have a good name means to have a good reputation. And that's what we're talking about here, you know, and that is very, very important. Um, what people think of us, you know, are, are you the guy in the community that everybody knows helps people? You help where you can. You, you know, you, you're the guy that will stop and help the person broke down on the side of the road, you know. You're, you're the ones that's not adding to problem, but you're helping solve problems, you know. Are you considered to be an honest person? Can people count on you? And this scripture is saying it's a lot better than silver and gold. Good reputation is better than silver and gold. And, uh, you know, we teach that to our kids. You know, we say, to, I'm a dad who tells his kids, you, you've got a good name, keep a good name, you know. Uh, keep the name good. Don't let it be blasphemed. Well, also... We could think about the name, you know, when it says, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. You know what happens at a wedding? You know what happens at a wedding ceremony? Uh, the wife takes the name of the husband, right? She takes his name because the two become one flesh. Well, do you know that God's people, the, the Bible shows God and his people as a covenant. And it's like a marriage covenant. Just like God in the Old Testament would say, I'm married to you, speaking to Israel and Judah. I'm married to you. You know, you're my wife. That's what the whole prophecy of Gomer was. And Hosea is like, go marry a prostitute. He's like, uh, okay. And he goes and marries a prostitute. You know, go marry an unfaithful woman. Basically, as God said, I married you even though you were unfaithful. I brought you into covenant with me. And then she runs off and runs back to her lifestyle, and he goes after her. And all of that, that whole story is a picture of God coming after his covenant people, right? Unfaithful people. And in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, we, we say church. We say the ecclesia, the assembly. The, but in the same way, when we enter into this covenant with God and you say yes to Jesus— when you say yes to Jesus, you're entering into a covenant. And I think, now this is just Brother Scott's personal personal belief. I don't think you should cuss, curse, and swear, <laughs> say bad words. I'm not saying that you should, but I'm saying I think that's what it really means to take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Don't take his name in vanity. If you say you're a Christian, act like it. If you say, I belong to Jesus, then let Jesus be seen in your life, that you're following his way, his teaching, not the way of the world, not the teaching of the world. 
you say you're a Christian and you say that the Bible is the Word of God, then you should be a people that wants to obey the Word of God, not someone who wants to say the Bible doesn't mean what it says and we can go against plain Scripture and live any way we want to. Amen? Because you received a good name when you were born again. I may have dwelt there longer than I should. Uh, but I did not plan out what I was going to say. I didn't have time. I, most of the time, I spend 20 minutes looking over what I'm going to talk about. And today, I did it. So this is off the hip totally this morning. All right, verse 2. Here we go. The rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. Uh what is how how does it start? We esteem these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, right? This proverb says, the rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. When you think poor people are beneath you because they're poor, your heart is wrong. You should see every person every person no matter their status as made in the image of God and someone worthy of love someone worthy of caring for and helping because God created them God created them I mean Jesus uses a lot of nature to explain God to us I mean when he says things like um for the sun, for the for God makes the sun shine on the just and on the unjust, right? He lets rain fall on the just and on the unjust. And Jesus says, use the creator's creation and use it to understand God and his love for all people. In the same way, you know, you're born to privilege. I would say everybody in America is born to privilege, Right? We're born to privilege, okay? And something Bernie was saying, Brother Bernie, my associate pastor, was saying Sunday, um, I was talking about, you know, this part of the body is blessed so we can be a blessing. You know, don't think, oh, we're blessed so we can just hoard it all, you know, and stack up our blessings. No, we're, we're blessed so we can be a blessing, we have so that we can give to the part of the body and help the part of the body that doesn't have. Amen. And uh, so let's remember that. Rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. All right. The ESV says the rich and the poor meet together. Like they come together, one people. Right, in God for sure. Yeah. Exactly. And, and Paul uses that. And that's why he tells the church, you know, if one part of the body has, it's to help the part of the body that has not. And it was specifically at that time the Jerusalem church was destitute. I mean, they were poor as dirt. They, they couldn't do anything. And so the apostle Paul was taking collections up of all the churches. And he would go and he says, upon the first day of the week when you come together, you know, let everybody lay by him in store and take up a collection and, you know, if you've got anybody worthy, I'll, I'll send them with it as well. But to take a collection to the poor saints at Jerusalem. 
And that was one of the primary teachings of the early church. If you have, you have it to help those who don't have. And though we help everybody, we specifically and especially help those who are of the household of faith, right? Because the Jerusalem church was under persecution because they believed in Jesus too. So it's the same kind of situation. So I praise the Lord for that. You know, Church Without Walls is pretty much set up on that premise. And tonight we will be having a, a conference and we'll be to a conference, a, a, a business meeting and decide, you know, to send some help in some areas. And uh, so we need God's wisdom in that. It's one of our main objectives you know, and thank you for you guys that, that donate to Church Without Walls uh, because that is what we do. You know, we try to help those in need. Okay, that put verse 3 up where I did. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Uh, you know, be ready for what's coming. Uh, foresees evil and hides himself, you know, Noah builds an ark because the flood is coming, right? In other words, you don't stick your head in the sand and obliviously live your life not looking around you. I mean, even the FBI has put out a statement to America. FBI said to America, okay, this war is going on in the Middle East. There can be lone actors in America and FBI is saying, so everybody have your head on a swivel and pay attention to your surroundings. Well, that should be what the follower of Jesus does all the time, right? That's what wisdom says always do. Have your head on a swivel. Pay, pay attention, okay? Because you see evil coming and you prepare. You hide. He hides himself means he's ready for what's coming. But the simple, they don't pay attention to anything that's happening. We see this a lot in kids. You know, I've got uh, my grandson. My grandson is just like I was when he was young. And and just like I was when I was young. He is young. <laughs> Aaron, I'm talking about Aaron. He'll just, he's he's got his mind on something. He'll walk right off a cliff if you ain't watching him. I mean, and I, that's exactly how I was. When I was little, I just played. My mind was on my, what I was playing and having fun, and I wasn't thinking about anything. That's why I got hurt so much. So if you've got kids that get hurt all the time, it's because they, they don't see the danger in anything. And so as we grow up in wisdom, we're supposed to start seeing the danger. <laughs> I was that way, too. You were. Megan was that way, too. I'm just trying to have fun. I just want to have fun. Make yeah. good for people. <laughs> And suffer for it. <laughs> she sure was. She got that from me. Lisa, on the other hand, she thinks things through. You know, maybe she overthinks things through, but she thinks things through. She thinks of everything that could happen in any situation. All right. So praise the Lord. Be aware of your surroundings. It's wisdom. Verse 4 says, By humility... And the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Amen to that. Uh, you think of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Think of Daniel, whose humility and fear of the Lord was greater than his fear of any king. Now, because he feared the Lord, he would serve the king. 
He would say, O king, live forever. He would honor the king, but if the king declared that he could not pray to God, then he's going to honor God. Uh, he's always honoring God above the king. What ends up? Honor, respect. You know, even the king ended up saying, the God of Daniel, if anybody mocks the God of Daniel, you know, you, it ain't going to go well for you. So, so living a life of humility and fear of the Lord, if you could grab that, that you love the Lord, fear of the Lord, uh, what's the fear of the Lord look like in my life? It don't mean you're scared to death of God. It's not like, oh gosh, it's not like that. It's fear of the Lord. It's an awe and respect for God that he is God. You are not. He's in, He's sovereign. You're his subject and you honor him that he's the creator of everything. And so we honor him by doing what he says and turning from things that are unpleasing to him and living in a way that is pleasing to him. And that's how we honor the Lord. And we live in humility and fear of the Lord. And when that happens, we're honored. God makes sure to honor us. I think it's interesting. I have um, the ES, to see fear of the Lord and humility go hand in hand here. And in the ESV, it had a note and it had the verse said, the reward for humility is the fear of the Lord, riches, honor, and life. Mm. So it's interesting because the fear of the Lord that you're talking about is a way to see that is humility. Because mm. you're humbling yourself before the king and you remember your place before him, which is a good kind of reverent fear. Mm -hmm. You know, that same kind of thing. Yeah. If you look at the evil that goes on in the world, whether it's in the community, the schoolhouses, uh, it's it's when the fear of the Lord starts leaving a community, when it leaves a culture, when people don't care what God says anymore. That's when wickedness starts multiplying and demons start entering in. It opens doors to the demonic, right? This is one of the reasons that I am one who continually says, to anyone that will hear me, don't open doors to the demonic. Stay away from sorcery. Don't play with things uh, that you don't understand that there is spirits. You know, the Bible says, test the spirits, whether they be of God. That means there's spirits that are not of God. And a lot of people, even Christian people in the churches, people are giving into and playing with spiritual stuff that's not godly. It, it's not reverent of God, and you need to get away from it. You need to not open the doors to that. Amen? Because the more that you, the less you fear God and have uh, humility before God, and the more you open doors of the demonic principalities, and then you're like, why is things like this in my life? Why can't we, you know, fill in the blank? How come it always seems to go wrong and this is going wrong? Well, okay. Many times, now it could be a test you're in. You could be following the Lord and now you're in a test. But if you're following the Lord and you're in a test, there's going to be a joy and a peace in your heart and a perseverance that's pushing through that in the midst of the storm, like I preached on yesterday, okay? But make no mistake, if you're, you're dabbling with and playing with the evil, don't expect everything to be going right in your life, you know? That's, it's not going to happen, and uh, you need to get those things out of your life. 
amen and amen. Oh, that should be it then, I see. So let's stop there with four. We will start on verse five tomorrow. Okay, thank you for being here. I'll jump back over to the chats. Thank you for being here this morning. Uh, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your prayers. I'm just reading some of your comments. Now that I'm not putting scriptures up, I can look at comments. Yes, amen, amen, amen. Bob, agree. Thank you so much. Yes. All right. Thank you for being here this morning as we keep going verse by verse through the book of Proverbs. Uh, we're in chapter 22. You can also watch this on YouTube. So if you know somebody that you think might benefit from Daybreak, it doesn't cost a dime. It doesn't cost anything for people to be able to watch Daybreak. They can go to YouTube. If they're not Facebook people, they can go to YouTube as well. And if they're neither one, they said, we don't do either of those. You can tell them to look for the podcast. If they have a cell phone, they can find the podcast and they can just listen to it at their leisure. Leisure, leisure, leisure. All right, love you guys. Let's say the Lord's Prayer and we'll jump off here for today. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Love you, saints. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And uh, we'll see you, Lord's willing. We'll try to see you tomorrow at 8 o'clock Central Time. Bye.